everyone who comes in there, whether you're a holder or not, no matter where you're from in the world, no matter your gender, your age, whatever, to come in and have fun and be yourself and just, you know, have it be a good vibe tribe is what I like to call it. Vibe tribe. Good vibe tribe. Hashtag vibe tribe. Get that trending. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Ready Layer One, a crypto podcast that focuses on near. This is episode 14. Our guest is Christina from Classy Kangaroo, Fortune Feedlines, and upcoming Jump Decks team. She has quickly become one of Nier's top community leaders. We talk about onboarding people to Nier, NFTs, wallets. We also talk about the importance of keeping a positive, supportive Nier community. Hashtag Vibe Tribe. We really hope you enjoy this episode. You've been actually doing outreach for Good Fortune Feline, right? Yeah, I reach out to other projects. I help onboard people. I mean, well, the thing is, is that I onboard people to crypto for financial freedom. I set them up and I'm not just a near maxi and maybe some people won't like that, but I don't believe in chain maxism. I'm really excited about the near uh, stable coin. I'm interested to see how that mechanism is going to work. I know that they've got smart people. So I do onboard a lot of people to Luna as well. I put them into UST. I get them earning 20% as opposed to earning that 0.9% at their bank, you know, because they don't have a good acumen of the stock market. My ex-boyfriend, he was the youngest broker at Nesbitt Burns. Uh, his, Him and his friends, they started a hedge fund uh, when he was age 26. I was in the Bay Street and Wall Street crowd. I see the insides of the stock market and how convoluted it is and how much corruption there is. And that's why the average person can never get the returns and the results that people think they can get. I agree. So I think a 401k is like the worst not financial <laughs> advice. Let me be no, super I agree. Before I yeah, go I know, into not this. financial advice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Definitely not financial advice. It bothers me because people are like, oh, holdlers, right? Like crypto holders is kind of a term mm-hmm. that's thrown negatively. 401k is the ultimate hodl. Oh. Hold your money for 30 years. We'll give you 8%. Maybe. Maybe. You take it out early, you get penalized. Yeah. Uh, and you still pay taxes on it. And fees. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, so or you put in money into near Right now, near conservatively on a validator, you're getting 11%. I'm huge into staking. All my biggest mistakes are when I get out of staking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, staking, doing great. Then I'm like, let's play with an IDO. Lost some money. Okay, let's play with this. Lost some money. (laughs) So you're onboarding people. Yeah, we're not near Maxis either. Oh, Josh, I shouldn't speak for you. What about, where's your? Yeah, no, I definitely, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely crushing. I like, I like near what they're doing technology wise the best right now, but I think there is opportunities in all, all areas. And yeah, I mean, I hold NFTs across multiple chains and so I'm trying to jump in and out. That's cool. So Christina, let's go into your origin, right? Like when did you first get into crypto? So the first time I heard about crypto, and this is going to be a sad story, I think it was 2012. I was dating a guy who was this computer programmer and he's like a, just an absolute genius. And he was like, whatever you do, just put a hundred to a thousand dollars in Bitcoin and just, you know, make sure you save it and you'll thank me in the future. So I'm like, okay, cool. And I tried to figure out how to buy it. And I couldn't. And he could be really condescending. And I thought, this guy is an idiot. If I can't, people can't buy it, how is it even going to go anywhere? This makes no sense to me. So, fast forward 2017, I'm on set. And I think it was beginning of March. And there's this guy that is a friend of my friend, a really, really nice person. And he was like, you know, you're a really open person. Can I tell you about something that 
is going to make that can set you up for your financial freedom. And I was like, sure, I'm always open to hear anything. And he literally sat down with me. We were there for probably spent about three hours with me total downloading all these different wallets, telling me how to be safe. I went the next day to a Bitcoin ATM and bought my first Bitcoin with cash. He had explained so much to me, and this is why I onboard people and I spend so much time with them, because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am right now. First off, those stories, 2012, that's... That's super early. That hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, I mean, I had a uh, somebody I knew pretty well who was constantly talking about Bitcoin in like 2014. So much so we had to be like, dude, you got to stop. Because he was definitely more yeah. from the like, hey, it's oh, all going to no. burn down by Bitcoin type people. And now he's doing great. But yeah. I didn't really hop in until 2017 when I went into my friend's apartment. He was mining Ethereum mm. and he had just bought an apartment. I was like, how'd you buy this place? And he pointed to his like rig of, you know, his apartment was like 90 degrees. I was like, I think that's, and <laughs> that's, that's what started me. Joe, and I think, what did you do? How was yours? Yeah, I mean, you know, so I mean, I, I don't remember exactly what year it was, but definitely heard about Bitcoin. I was definitely talking a lot of the different dev communities that I was part of. But I'll be honest, I could not see the uses for it at the time. I was like, there's no way I was like, anyone's gonna let this become currency. Uh, I just felt like it was, you know, the price was all over the place. I, was like, I couldn't put the pieces together. And then I think when I finally got into crypto, which like around 2017, was when someone didn't explain that's like crypto to me because I understood all that piece of it. When someone explained the true banking system to me, then I was like, oh, I need crypto. I got it. Because when you see how like corrupt the banking system gets you're, and how, how that goes, then you understand the true power of, of, of crypto. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So then, Christina, so through that, how did you find your way to near? For years, I just held mostly Bitcoin and Ethereum. And it wasn't until uh, last year that just being on set, we had a few people come by who were really into a lot more different protocols and just talking through the different tech. Because I'd seen like what happened in 2017 and I really didn't go much into anything else because I wasn't, I only had a Jack's wallet with Shapeshifter. I don't know if you guys remember it. So it had very limited pairing. So I, I really didn't lose a lot in the ICO, which a lot of people did. It just seemed like everything was trying to be a payment system. So I'm like, I don't know how this is even going to work. Then I just started researching and I'm really someone I read a lot. Well, I used to read a lot of books. Now I don't read a lot of books and I do a lot of research. Same. <laughs> like through t crypto and Twitter, I'm like, I used to read. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now I'm on Discord. Discord's my new book. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah. I really have to make an effort to read. Like I will put in time that it's like, okay, you have to read just to be more of a well-rounded person and just use your brain in different ways. I think it's, I think it's beneficial. And then I just started researching and it was uh, just a couple months after that, that I went into the into the near discord. What I like to do is go into the discord and telegram. And I like to, I'll see, talk to people. I'll see what the vibe is. I look at the tech I'm look, I'm looking at, there's all kinds of little tells that you can see, and then I'll try it out. Then I will download the wallet with a small amount of currency and I'll see how does it work for me? First of all, going into the near discord, I'd never gone into a level one, a layer one discord that was like that at all. And the way the community was the vibe of it, I was like, wow, this is this is absolutely amazing. Then I'm like, okay, we'll see how it works. And 
for me, it worked absolutely seamless. I loved the name. You could name your wallet. And I thought this is, and the way they were granting, just everything they were doing, I'm like, this is going to go places. I don't know if it'll be six months. I don't know if it'll be a year. It'll be two years. We'll just wait and see. And I just have kind of been hanging out in the fringes there ever since I got involved in the NFTs in December. That's a cool way to get into it. And how I like how you explore the uh, discords and the telegrams and you do a little bit and like play around. I think that's like kind of the best way for people to learn about this is sort of don't take a bunch of money, just move some around. And the reason I liked Nier so much when I first used it was I could do it with like a little money. It was so nice. I had like no fees and it, it, even the early days, it worked really well. I mean, no one was on it, but it worked really well. Yeah, well, there's some that there's nobody on it and it doesn't work that well, which is, you know, okay, you, just, uh, you know, delete, okay, move on, you know. I have all these wallets on this one computer from the 2017, 2018, and they're just like, I click on them every once in a while and I'm like, this is gonna, this is a good. And then I go to Nears and I'm like, oh yeah, this is like how it should be, like super easy. You know, I do mints from coffee shops. It's wonderful. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I can mint from my phone, I would be like, it would be a very sad day for me most of the time. Like... Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. And here's a question I have for you. So in the near ecosystem space, what is sort of the position you're creating for yourself? Because I feel like a lot of the thing I love about Web3 and near is that we're all so new that we're creating this, the space around us as it's happening. Are, like, what, what's your focus? Um, I don't know. I don't really think about that. I guess I'm just there being part of projects, being part of the ecosystem. So, Chris, I think I, I really love everything that you get, you're trying to do because, you know, I almost see you as this like liaison to the whole crypto community. You know, I see you jumping into people's Twitter mentions constantly with like just great positive stuff, you know? And I, I think that is so important of just having the, like those regular voices of like, here, this is safe. This is a safe space you know, let me help you. We're all learning together. Uh, with that, though, I mean, how did you end up joining up with like Classic Kangaroos? Because that, that's a really interesting project. Everything obviously with the Good Fortune feline and stuff. Uh, yeah. How did you do that? Well, it just was really lucky. I, I got, I met a bunch of people who came over from Solana and in, you know, they were in the early, you know, the, what was that? The CAG and those discords, you know, those early NFT projects that, you know, yep. unfortunate things happened. And, um, <laughs> and he was, and so when his name's Crypto Bags, shout out to Crypto Bags, he was told me to mint classy kangaroos. He's like, are you minting classy kangaroos? And I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. And because it was like mostly the Solana people really into knowing all their projects. And then he told me about it. And he was like, oh, you should mint it. So I was like, oh, cool. I went into the Discord and it was like really good vibe. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll mint it. I really honestly didn't even know what a coin flip was because I wasn't in Solana. And I was like, oh, wow, this is neat. And I minted and I held and I always just kind of came back and into the Discord. And um, yeah, and then, I mean, obviously they're expanding out their products to the fortune, fortunate felines and there in the Pacific Northwest, and it just all kind of came together. And um, yeah, I mean, and the jump decks too. So it's, yeah, it just was kind of like one of those happenstance things where everything kind of just came together. No, oh, that's great. That's great. So what do you consider yourself as with, within that group? Like, how do you like, how do you fit into that? Are you just, uh, 
Yeah, I know that's I don't know what the right wording is. You, you consider yourself for that. In there, well, I'm one of the uh, core team members. I do PR and HR, and then I also do investor relations. As a startup, of course, there's always a thousand things to do. So whatever's sure. needed, you know, sometimes I even tell them that they do, they should not forget a mint. You know, I'll do whatever because <laughs> they're so busy. So whatever, yeah. if there's anything that I can do at any moment where I can figure out to take any work from them, I will try to do it. No, that's great. I mean, that, that's definitely the startup vibe, right? Just, you know, all many hats as you can do at one time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if I could get coffee, I'd get coffee, but it's impossible <laughs> physically, you know? Right, right. I'm a fan of the classic kangaroos. Uh, I like their spaces. I like how the team talks, including you, you know what I mean? I think there's something, but then if NFTs were so early, right? And I think as a collective, people are trying to like quantify it or what's the ROI or are these good investments? I don't have that thought. I think I'm buying a bucket of these for a year. Most are going to be worth zero. <laughs> a few might crush it. And then maybe I can create a mental model of what an NFT is for 2023, 24 and beyond. But right now it's impossible. So I'm just like listening to your team. You guys all seem to have a positive vibe. Clearly define your goals. You had some issues. The reason I really got into Classic Kangaroos is because there were some issues. They could have easily walked away. There's no like legal reason to just like keep doing it. Had an issue and they're coming back. I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. Those guys are like, they're so solid and they're just that just would be like not in their not in their DNA, you know. First of all, to quit, and second of all, to quit, and you know, you know, quit. That just wouldn't, you know, just not. It's just not them. Like that was another huge reason, like being with them. Like they're just, you know, they just drew me in. I was like, I have to be part of this team. Like, and so I'm just so grateful that they wanted to work with me. Um, I have such an amazing time with them, and just how hard they work. It's like inspires me to work even harder. And yeah, I'm like, it's really exciting. And I think too, like, I have a bit of a different view on NFTs. I do believe that, you know, unfortunately, quite a few of them in my wallet will just end up looking like pretty pictures. But there are some there are some indicators about what's going to be ones that will hold their value. Like if you look at ones like the Galactic Punks, if you look at, if you look on Elrond, the Elrond Apes, I mean, of course, everyone uses Board Ape Yacht Club, but yes, you know, if there's teams that are doing things and they keep a good reputation and they build a good community, I mean, Solana Monkey Business, I think is another one, um, you know, and then there's ones that look like, okay, we'll see, you know, that Day Gods. I don't know if I'm yes. pronouncing that right. Like that seems to be, you know, well, I don't really know the inner mechanisms of it. But I mean, one thing I see for blue chips, running a validator. Okay, so I agree with you right there. Like this running a validator for blue chips is a total great idea to become part of the ecosystem and like the framework of the layer that they're built on. I, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm really like, it, it's cool to see which ones are blue chips. And I, I'm, I'm like, I'm loving the community. I didn't realize I would because for so long, I've been kind of, I'm on the outskirts. I don't really get I, I get crypto, but I don't get involved in it. It's more of like a buy it and stake it sort of thing. So being involved in NFTs has been interesting. And then starting the podcast with Joe has been fun. Yeah, you really dove in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, let's just buy a bunch of these. <laughs> Did you remember seeing uh, the Starry Night guy posted mm -hmm. that? picture of ranking of the nfts yes yeah. oh man i've got okay first off i'm just gonna say to be kind great move for engagement yeah that's off yeah 
solid yeah. engagement though. And Christina and Joe, these are, this is a question. I personally think that was a really not a great thing to do because it, it sort of felt like a cool kids club, which I'm not a fan of. Cause like those ones at the top versus the bottom, like Pixicata army is one of the few NFTs that actually did what it said it's done. It's actually paid people who got rugged and it's like a D or something. Yeah. Christina, how did you feel about that? Well, I mean, I think that, yeah, it was done for engagement. I think that, you know, there were projects left out. There were definitely rankings that most of us disagreed with. I think that was just maybe, well, we know what his views are. So <laughs> that's yeah. the thing. But yeah, definitely to put Pixicata Army, why Why would they be? That makes like zero sense. I, I, yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a cool kids club. Joe, what did you think about it? Yeah, so I think it's, you know, one of those things where it's really tough. I, I don't like the rating period. Like I just, it's so, everything is so new, you know? I mean, you put some of those things that are like, you know, they, he rated at the top, but what have they been around for three months? You know, like, yes, they've done really well, some of them, but like it's only been a couple months. The bigger thing is I just, I always worry when I see stuff like that, where near is so new. It is such a small community, right? Like you see the same 50 names everywhere. And I just don't want it to become a clubhouse where mm. then it's harder for other people to then transition into near or come to near because they feel like, oh, well, I'm already excluded from that inner circle. So I don't want to jump into this. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. And it, I mean, and I've talked to some new founders this week, actually, and that's already happening. Mm. So it's something that we already have to address that, you know, people we want people to be coming in, whether they're new founders or new users, not coming in and feeling like, oh, guess what? I'm late already when it hasn't even really begun. Right. right. Yeah. That's. <laughs> Did you see the Skelly's tweet saying they were 10 weeks old? I'm like, 10 weeks. It's great. Right? Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. It feels like a lifetime. Yeah, I know a lot. This this whole community moves fast, aging me quickly. Yeah, I know. I don't know how to steer it or change it. Well, I think the thing is, as a community, like, I don't know, like trying to build more inclusive, inclusive spaces. Like, um, I know someone is talking about creating a group to bring in new founders and then allowing them to get access to people who are more uh who are more established and probably have their dms closed so just trying to figure out ways to create bridges i mean that's like one of the reasons like why i don't know if you guys have come into the good fortune felines discord we have it very friendly very open uh, it's just, it's, it's not, a, we want to, everyone who comes in there, whether you're a holder or not, no matter where you're from in the world, no matter your, what your, you know, your gender, your age, whatever, to come in and have fun and be yourself and just, you know, have it be a good vibe tribe is what I like to call it. Vibe mm. tribe. Good vibe tribe. Ha hashtag vibe tribe. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, get that trending. <laughs> I guess this is a good transition, maybe Christina, like, what you guys are doing at Good Fortune Feline with the meme coin really maybe starts to help bridge that, right? A hundred percent. And that's our focus is also bringing people from other chains because it's kind of, you know, I love Solana people. I, I mean, 
I have so many friends in Solana now. I have Solana NFTs. I mean, I bought Solana last year, I think, I don't know, $4 or whatever. Like I've had Solana a long time. Um, but there is definitely like a group of people that already knew each other that came and just established and set up and then, you know, and, and just push everyone else out essentially. And I mean, I don't think, I don't know. I don't think they realize they're doing it on purpose, but there were some, you know, some discords that opened up early, like the, you know, that it was just like everyone knew each other from Solana. And even though I'd been on near, I was like, oh, I'm not even feeling this discord. I'm not going in it, you know, like, but, um, you know, now there are starting to be more people coming on, people coming from ETH. Um, we're definitely going to be focusing Binance Smart Chain, uh, AVAX as well. Uh, even Cardano, like there's a big Cardano uh, NFT community. And, you know, and I mean, the, I don't want to say anything negative, but we know the issues that happen over there. So, um, you know, it, there's a lot, there's just, and then there's so many other little chains. So there's a lot of opportunity for people to come and see what Near has. And once, you know, especially once we have that app wallet, that's going to be a huge catalyst. And that's now like from one team I talked to, I think it's like 16, less than 16 weeks out. Nice. Is it going to be from Near or is it third party? Third party. Okay. So there's two third party ones being developed. I don't know the timeline for one. And I know the timeline from, well, a week ago was 16 weeks. So I guess about 15 weeks now. So the other one's a mystery. So yeah, I know exactly. So we'll see who comes first, but that's going to be massive because people sometimes do feel like with the, with a browser, they're like, what? They feel very, you know, unsure of it. Yeah, which I, I had slightly the opposite. I kind of like the browser, but I, I, I will like the app as well. So I'm, I'm happy either way. And I really like that you're cross-chain. Like in crypto, I've noticed it kind of turns like sports where people get their team like and don't think about the other ones outside of it. And there's a little bit of like, I think it's so early in the space that there isn't a clear, like it's still, at least in the US, doesn't even have clear regulation around it. So no one really knows are there going to be one winner? Is there going to be three chains? Is it going to be like this ecosystem of like 20 chains all doing something? So I do think there's a bit of like self-reinforcing fandom that comes out. Well, Nier works so well that, you know, there's that huge opportunity. And I think like for me, I last year discovered, unfortunately, Binance Smart Chain DeFi and I lost a lot of money. Um, my first <laughs> NFTs I bought were this project from Ethereum that were bridging to Binance Smart Chain. It was called Alpacas. Uh, the token was on was went on a bunch of uh, sexes. It pumped quite well. I was breeding my alpacas, and now the you know it's really still bre they're breeding. I have no <laughs> idea what the tokens were. <laughs> Um, I have, you know, apparently it's going to make a comeback oh. and, um, we'll see, you know, got those alpacas and right now I'm probably <laughs> down at least, I don't know, $2,000, but you know, that's not nothing like the Binance Smart Chain DeFi, but I find that especially, I mean, not to knock Binance Smart Chain, but you know, there is a lot of people losing a lot of money on that chain. When you bring over like a near native or like not a crypto native to near, so nice because then they're like, oh, this is really, whoa, this wallet makes it. Oh, whoa, that's it. You just sent me an NFT. Like, really? I tried to onboard last weekend my friend who doesn't know anything about crypto. And it was a whole eye-opening moment. 
<laughs> I was like, he was like, yeah, this is really confusing. I got him a Mr. Brown, sent him a Mr. Brown. I did the whole thing for him. Like that, that's the deluxe. When I send you like a, an NFT that I really like, that means that you were like a person <laughs> I care about. You know, I sent him a Mr. Brown and it was like a 30 minute process. I couldn't believe it. And I thought about like onboarding people, how hard it must be that you do that. I Maybe s- with non. It's, you know what, once you, it's not, it's not that difficult. I mean, some people are a little bit more, you are a little, like, some people are a little bit more challenging, just, they're just not as tech savvy. But, you know, once you kind of get a process, it's really not that difficult. It's just not doing too much information and doing steps. And um, yeah, unless people have like a certain disposable income or they gamble. I don't recommend NFTs. I try to get them into staking. It's, you know what I mean? Or if I give yeah. them an NFT or something, but, um, you know, it's good to, you know, unless you're, you know, for people who have, um, you know, good paying jobs. Yeah. I told him multiple times, do not buy an NFT. Like I'm going to give you yeah. one, but don't you go in there and start buying things. Cause you're going to yeah. lose all your money, man. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, you know, it's it's one of those. I mean, I tell them about what NFTs and what they are, and then people can make their informed choices. But when, yeah, it's, you know, just Quite- so that because people think it's just a profile picture and there is more to it and how to look at the ones that are may go somewhere. But to know that it is a may. So. I so there's so I always say the most well-known NFT is the CryptoPunk. Almost everyone's heard of them because they've been around for so long, and those are called a PFP, a profile picture, and they don't do anything else. And that's mostly what people think NFTs are. And then you have NFTs with utility, and those have, for example, I always use the Galactic Punks because most people that I onboard, I onboard them to Luna. And they know what a validator is and that they now you can stake your galactic punks and you're earning the earnings from the validator and you're getting extra airdrops. So because the galactic punks are kind of like they're very, you know, very well respected, maybe there's an airdrop that there's now airdrops coming to like the Luna stakers and Adam stakers, you know how they do that. And one percent of the whole supply will be now given to the galactic punks, which is crazy. Cause there's only 10,000 punks. And so it's like, it's great. So it's just like the value there, you can see it, you know, it's like, this is your, this is your ticket to, you know, your like your ticket to on the, what do you call it? The, your, your seat on the board, essentially like for SMB, I think they do so much tools and they do all these, I'm not in the Dow, but I see a lot of the stuff on Twitter they do, they have, they also have a validator, Solana validator. They make all these tools. I think they have a launch pad. I don't know. They do a whole bunch of stuff. So I don't know how their, how their payment system works, but I know the knots theirs is that we're going to be getting, um, we're going to be getting the fees back from all these different things that they're doing. And so it's essentially, it's like your share of, of a company. That's good. I, I like that explanation. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, here's mine. If you, do you want to hear Yeah, I do want to hear it. So I, I tweeted this and no one, like, I love a good Twitter thread, but the engagement on Twitter threads is like so disheartening for how much work goes into them. Yes. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll do a day on a Twitter thread and be like, oh, here it goes. And it's like six people. <laughs> then I'll just like shoot off a, 
uh, an NFT I minted and it gets like the best engagement. So yeah. <laughs> it's a balance. But here is, here's my thought. Here's how I explain it to people. I go, okay, so you go to an amusement park, you go to Disneyland, you buy your ticket to Disneyland for $100. They give you a ticket. That ticket is your PFP. It, it doesn't really have any value, but you didn't go to Disneyland to buy a ticket that you now have. So that ticket represents now you have access to the amusement park. And when you go into the amusement park, you can then ride rides and you get sort of benefits and rewards for being able to hold that ticket. And what an NFT is cool is like once you leave the park, you can then sell your ticket to somebody else is how an NFT works. And then depending on how good the rides are, or the rewards are in the amusement park, someone will give you the value of your ticket. Then they get to go in and get cotton candy, take pictures with Goofy, whatever. And then as NFT investors, our whole job is to figure out if it's Disneyland or like Uncle Earl's Carnival with horrible, scary rides. And that's what NFTs are to me. I love it. I'm ta I'm definitely taking that as well because that is also true. And it, the analogies are the best because then it, 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 you know, you're not going into these complex, I can start going into these word tyrants. And sometimes people are like, I don't know what you've just said. And I'm like, okay, sorry. And then my <laughs> partner who works with me, he's really good at explaining things really basic when someone's, when I'm like, saying all these things and i think the people look like they're really taking in the knowledge and then they're like i don't know what you said and then he takes over because he can explain things very very in a very like easy to understand way but this this i am taking it it is so good it works okay good man i've, I've been uh i've been working on it because i'm like because i've been trying to explain nfts because i've got one so many people like all my friends are like scam it's ponzi scheme <laughs> And part of me is like, that's great because there's still money to be made when people believe that way. That's where the arbitrage is. It's a knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, once everybody knows what an NFT is, they will the, the value will start to balance out, I think. Um, sorry, Joe, I've really got, been been ta straight up talking too much about amusement parks. <laughs> No, I think see these are I think these conversations are super important, right? Like you know, we can always talk about the tech and everything else, but really, it's about being able to connect to what the larger goal of you know blockchains, crypto really is. You know, how do you get people to really understand it so that there can be eventually mass adoption? You know, the the numbers really it might feel big to us, and there is so much money in these things. But really, when it comes to the amount of people, it's so tiny and on any chain. That's not just like a near thing. And so uh, these conversations are almost as important, if that may be more important than some of the tech stuff. So this is great. Is there any great ways that you could suggest about how to explain some of the tech stuff to people that you ever you that you ever do? It's a great question. Um so, uh, I'll, I guess I'll give, I'll give an example of the conversation I, I have had a few times where people come to me cause they know that like I'm into the crypto space and they'll start asking questions. And the simplest thing is, I guess the same idea is like how you work backwards with an NFT is if they'll ask about Bitcoin and then they'll ask about maybe they've heard of Ethereum. And so it starts talking about, I try to just make it super simple of separating out and say, all right, Bitcoin is like currency. And so we'll talk about that separately another time. And that, cause that, cause that, that's a whole different discussion. But when we talk about Ethereum, we say, you know, let's think about how the entire, you know, all of the transactions that you do on the internet today, how do those work and who is in control of those transactions? And we talk about, 
you know, where is your data going and who owns your data? And when people start to understand that, that, that component of it and say, okay, now that you understand the philosophy of decentralization and that stuff, you know, then we can start talking about why this is important stuff. And I try to just use examples. I mean, uh, you know, yes, the NFT one's always easy because you say, okay, I can buy this and they already, they then know all their holders and they can then distribute, you know, things based off of that. But then we just try to talk about just basic things of like, uh, how would you like to be able to send money? You know, and I use the example sometimes of saying, okay, if you have family members in a different part of the world and you wanted to send them money, you know, here's how the blockchain does this for you. And here's how you know that it's safe. And here's how you know that this is happening because that's all people sometimes need to hear. And then if they want to ask further questions and really get into the weeds, sure, like we can do that. But I would never say like the word like sharding you know, yeah. to somebody or like, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, like they're uses doom slug for finality on epic, you know, on blocks. And they'd be like, what? You know, so we just I just really try to say, like, here are the basic mechanisms and here's like the the philosophy around why decentralization, you know, and then let people kind of explore on their own because, you know, it, I mean, uh, it, it's so much, you know, I, I'm I'm into it and. You know, and I, I obviously have a tech background, and it's that's a lot for me. Oh, <laughs> like, I, you know, like it's just it's so much, and you can only know so much about each chain, too. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's the other thing too is it's that depending on where you want to go with stuff, and so they just try to keep it high level and and get people interested. Cool. Yeah, it's nice to hear that it's also a lot for you because then I'm like, okay, cool. Because sometimes I think, oh, Lord, I just I feel like I've learned some stuff. And then I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's just it's so it's so fast. Right. Like, I mean, you know, I, I've been building software for a couple of decades now. And like, it just as fast as technology has always gone, you try to keep up and learn new things. I mean, the crypto space is just I mean, my head spins sometimes of like, like I just learned to do something this way. Now I got to change it again. Like it was like a week ago. And like, it's just, it's so mm. fast and you're just trying to keep ahead. And so, you know, again, I, I, I want people to always just feel comfortable because in understanding of what the point about all this is, because I truly believe that in, you know, five to 10 years, it's going to become more mainstream in ways that we haven't even thought of yet. Like, like, you know, there's just so many really smart people around this that I think we're just going to see more and more unique use cases for it. Yeah. Joe, you always, that's so thoughtful. <laughs> Your responses. I'm like, Christina, thank you for getting Joe going. That's like, I get to see this <laughs> side of him. But <laughs> that was a really good question. Um, where I explained crypto, like me, I can get a little bit like heated. Like I, I got like, I got to watch out because I, I start teetering <laughs> into like, like, like the crazy guy is like, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore, you know? But um, like me, I'm like, okay, what's crypto? You're already using crypto. Google, Amazon, they're basically validators and you get to use it for free and they source all your data and sell crap to you. Now, crypto, you get to pay a little bit to be part of the validator and you don't have to give up like a thousand touch points on your life so they can market ads to you. That's mm. kind of how I feel. Like, have you used TikTok? 
Like I'll be, I bet right now after this conversation, TikTok is going to like start giving me doom slug ads or something. I don't know. Like it's going to be so hyper, hyper focused to me. It's going to be wild. I I don't know. I kind of like the idea of like, where do you hope near goes and all that kind of stuff. But that comes up. Yeah. Like what, what's you're, you're putting in the hours. Where do you hope this goes? I'm really interested to see what everything that they're planning. There's just some super smart people who keep their, they're not big hypers. They just work and they just build. And it's every time there's something that comes out, there's something that comes out and I don't know. I can just, I I'm good. I don't know. I can, I have a thing where it's like, I can see patterns. I can see, you know, I don't know. I can just, I'll be like, I see this and it just sometimes will happen. And it's like, I mean, I, you know, I don't get things right all the time, but I do, I see this going to the top five in the, in a, in a, in a quite relatively quick fashion. I mean, look at how it's been going so far now. I agree with you fully on that. Um, one thing I was going to pepper in that I might, uh, usually when I edit a lot of this, I edit a lot of my stuff out, but you guys, I keep everything in. <laughs> I just am like, oh, yeah, great. I'm like, I went on a rant there. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to get sued. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I know. Damn, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> totally. I'm like, ah, oh, screw them all. But no, uh, so what I was going to ask is what is one area of near you think could be improved? Ah, uh, let's think. I would say the major thing that that Near needs to be improved is the app wallet, which is coming. That's the major roadblock to mass adopt, like to mass adoption. People are really wary about the browser, even at, no matter how much I explain it to them. Someone will lot. There's this one guy. He logs out of his phone wallet every time, and he will not leave it. He is just, you know, and it's like, and that's. And that's fair enough, even with the 2FA on, I'm like, with the 2FA, you know, if it's not your main wallet, don't worry. But, you know, once there's that app, a lot more people are going to be more open to being on it. Because that's been a huge, um, huge roadblock for me, because I usually, there's a few main chains that I always onboard people to. And then when I suggest near, a lot of them are like, I'll just keep it on Binance. Because they don't want to put it on the, they don't trust the browser wallet. They're like, it's gonna, I'm gonna lose it. It's gonna get hacked. They, they just, they, no matter what I say, it doesn't matter. And so it's like, okay. So I know that once that browser, what, sorry, once that app wallet comes, it's gonna be there. It's gonna be the game changer. That was a really good <laughs> answer. That was, that was awesome. That was a yeah. solid. That was very clear. That was like. Well, that's totally what I see, though. That's like I've been having conversations with Alejandro and the other near guys. And, you know, and they're, I'm just like, once you have this, once you have this app, because I onboard so many people, this is going to be, it's going to be huge for people coming on to near. They're going to be like, okay, I can finally take my near off Binance and come to the, you know, and put it in, into the into the ecosystem as opposed to on the exchange. And people, you know, will actually new people come on to as well, of course. No, uh, that's great. I mean, I, that, that's why it's so important for, you know, what you're doing of just trying to be, you know, one on one kind of onboarding people, because that's the feedback that you get. Right. Like you, you just you wouldn't hear that otherwise. So that's that's tremendous. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, really. Christina, first, thank you so much for your time. I mean, you did spaces today. You're busy onboarding people. You're cross-chain. You're doing (laughs) finance, DeFi. You're deep in it. 
I like this. You are like inception levels deep. You are right. you were there. So thank you so much for coming on to Ready Layer One and sharing all of this. It was really, really great yeah. to have you here. Thank you. This was great. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. The Mutual Admiration Society. Yeah, no, we're we're we're, we're fans of each other. So I, I think it's great. Uh, we, we're we're really excited to have this conversation. All right. Well, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah. Have a good rest thank of your day. All right. Take care. Bye. Ready Layer One is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. Or otherwise, based on any of the information presented in this podcast, without undertaking independent due diligence and consultant and consultation with a professional broker or financial advisory.